So happy Friday, guys. I thought today I would share something really special that I recently did. I had done a workshop about how to be less self-conscious. Now, I know some of us are the toughest of women, but still it could be, you know, family, friends, social media, whatever it is. At the end of the day, we sometimes can just get a little self-conscious about anything. Could be like body, what we're doing, our career, our situation, our emotional state. Talk to a lot of women about that feeling super vulnerable lately with their emotions, their anxiety. Whatever it is, we can feel self-conscious at times, caring way too much about what other people's opinions of our life and what we do and our posts or whatever. And we should be thinking more about what we love, what Allah loves and all that stuff. And that seems nice, but how do you actually do that? We're going to get into that today. But because I pre-recorded this, this is like a workshop that I did. You're going to hear me like talk about, hey guys, put your information in the chat and stuff like that. Obviously we're not on a chat, but I just wanted to like keep it raw and in the cut, like exactly the way I did it because I had a really, really great response from women. And then I actually um, made it into a YouTube video that will actually, uh, maybe I'll link it below. I'm not sure if I'll do that yet, but it is definitely out on YouTube as well. So today, before we start, right before we start, I just want to make really, really three quick announcements. You might to see me geeking out a little bit on Instagram because we now have our own app. Yes. Mindful Muslima, believe me, we're going to like, we're going to really have a lot of great stuff. 2021. What? We have so much stuff coming out for you guys. Very excited. I'll be unraveling it pit by bit. But for now, I want to tell you our newest update and my, my geekiest, like so excitement thing is we have our own app. Yes. Now, in Thrive Muslima, if you are a Thrive Muslima member, or if you're currently with us on our book club, you can get on and get access to the forum so easy. And it is a new high-tech forum based on like new technology that's out. It's on a certain platform. And if you go down into the show notes, and if you haven't already, we would have gotten an email, um, you'll see the instructions on how to get on the app. Don't be mad, guys. If you're not already on Thrive or in the book club, you won't be able to get in because it's all digital. Um, but at the same time, the next time we open up Thrive or the next time we open up the book club, you are more than welcome to join us, inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. So yeah, super excited about that. Don't forget to get it. And okay, disclaimer, right now it's not working for Android users yet, Want want I know, but where it's like in beta, so it's about to. So just give it a little time. Well, we're adding that as well. But inshallah ta'ala, either way, super excited for this easy, easy access. Second thing is the book club. So this Sunday, the book club is coming up and we have um, Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you haven't been able to catch us, just come. Just try this weekend. Guys, we have about 400 women on the book club. And so lovely to connect with all these faces. And if you haven't done all your reading, it's not a homework class. It's not like an official class. You don't have to feel guilty. Just come on anyway. Do your best, right? And that is this Sunday. Um, we're doing chapters three and four. Cannot wait to it. I like, I like actually really, really super look forward to it. It's kind of also pretty cheesy of me. I just, I get excited about this stuff. Hanging out with you guys like face-to-face, -face, open video, not just on a podcast. Love it. And lastly, as you guys know, the emotions course is and the actual class. We have class and a course. It depends what you want. If you just want like that just quick fix or you just want like a longer uh, you know experience you want to like dig into yourself really really um get things you know long term then we have an actual course as well so you'll see both of them come out but the free the free class i can't talk today i'm, I'm obviously tired my free class is coming out november 26th 27th i'll make it easy to remember 
Black Friday. That's when it's coming out. So inshallah, visit Thaila. The link to get on the waiting list for that is below. If you don't get the link to the waiting list, we're not going to tell you it's open. So please get your little name on there. Without further ado, let's jump on in to how to become less self-conscious. Thank you for joining us. We are very excited about this topic and covering this topic with you. This is one of probably the most requested topics after um, how to find a spouse because I think there's a lot of Muslims out there running around trying to get married. Totally get that. But honestly, a lot of people are caring too much about what other people think. So if you're one of those people that are struggling with it, literally, you're not alone. This is the one that everybody's asking for this and how to master their emotions. And I'll show you more on that in a moment. But if you just popped on with us, I need you to say hi in the chat. Let us know what country you're from right now. Let us know maybe even what country you're joining from. Or if you want to go a bit deeper, let us know what is the difficult thing about stopping caring about what other people think. What is holding you back from just getting out of that mindset? Let us know. And I want you to consider what if. What if you woke up tomorrow and you didn't care at all about what people think? This is actually what happened to me. I went from being bogged down by those emotions to learning how to stop and control them and then living a completely different life. Alhamdulillah, total freedom. So what if you could have that? How amazing would it be? Well, it's completely possible. It's literally our brain is is wired a certain way and today we're just going to show you what you have to do to change those thoughts that simple and we're going to give away the secrets to how to stop caring whether it's someone you have in your life or it's somebody online with social media either way we'll cover that for you and if you don't already know me for whatever reason people know all different parts of what I do they either saw me here scrolled on a page here so I'll let you know and by the way somebody else wrote this uh this bio so it wasn't me not in, in my, it's not in first person. Um, I'm a licensed educator of 20 years. I've worked with some of the biggest NGOs in the U.S. and Dubai. Um, you might know me from my podcast, Mindful Muslim Speaks. Um, it's a five-star podcast where you guys have given us rave reviews. We love you guys too. And this is actually one of the topics that you guys have asked for. And hence, we made an entire master class and even an entire master um, emotions course. So yeah, I have five beautiful kids from four to three, 23. And so yes, I've seen a lot of things, have dealt with their own issues around this and mine as well. So subhanAllah, in case you also don't know, um, I started um, a brand called Mindful Muslima because I found there were not um, enough resources for us as women online. So we help women going from surviving, just getting through the day and feeling like, ugh, to actually thriving, feeling good about where they are and who they are and just like loving life. And that's what we do. And we do that by giving women access to um, our, our big podcast that we have. And we put out podcasts twice a week so you can catch us there and keep listening and get tons of support. We also have free master classes like this because we know you guys just need a boost of information. And if you want to go full throttle, you want to actually like really make huge changes in your life, you'll go the next level. And you might even take this and go into one of our courses in and then we also have a Thrive Muslim community. Yes, we have a free Facebook group. Yes, we have Instagram like everybody else. But that is not where real relationships happen. This is just posting, scrolling, liking. We don't think that's very deep. We want real sisterhood. 
We're tired of that mess. We want something deeper. And so we created our own village online, a global village where women support and do challenges and workshops and real, real raw conversation together. So that's what you'll find there. So inshallah, I just want to tell you my story first. You can understand that this was my personal struggle, but then how I fixed it, inshallah. Um, so I basically... Somehow between the ages of 8 and 11, I'd gotten overweight. I think we all go through different, you know, spikes in our weight or not. And my activities were mostly stationary at that time. I loved to eat. I loved to read. I loved to write. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, some really good, um, you know, cozy, warm comfort foods. And I was into them. But I wasn't, like, a heavy eater. It's just that I literally didn't – I was into exercising. Now, later on, uh, when I got a bit older, I started to join some teams and do some stuff. But by then, I had already kind of gained a lot of weight, got really, really, really conscious about it. And I was well aware that maybe I didn't feel as good as I, I could about myself in the way that I looked. So as I got into middle school and I, I noticed I was – bit overweight, um, I gotten conscious about it, especially when people start to make comments, you know, girls are mean, mean girls, all that stuff. And subhanAllah, after a year or two, um, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to starve myself. So I did. And I starved myself until I got to about my desired weight. And my whole family was worried about me and I did that whole thing. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't care. I don't want to hear their comments anymore. I, I just, it was just keeping me up at night. And so I got to that weight, but then, and you know, then I noticed all of a sudden, everybody's like, wow, you look so pretty. Wow, this, wow, that. And at first it felt really good, but then I was like, why do I now all of a sudden like myself? Because they say they like me. And I felt like even then about like high school-ish, I was like, this is just like, there's got to be a better way. And so I had been overwhelmed and I realized I had really low self-esteem and I just kind of was honest with myself about it. But I didn't know what to do until I learned how to fix it. But before I tell you how to fix it, which I'm going to tell you now, let me share this fun fact with you. In the West, 90% of women have body image issues. Yes, 90%. So before we think it's just us and it just happened, I just want you to know 90% of women are struggling with this and it's rooted in low self-esteem. Yeah, I'm just going to be honest with you. It comes to the root of low self-esteem and low self-doubt. Don't worry, we'll tackle it together. But it's it's a bunch of other stuff too. It could be family members and just different like comments. But that's the thing. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We can still fix it and shell the business data. So let's dive right into the root cause. Let's get to the bottom of why we care. Because in that is the solution, right? So inshallah ta'ala, we'll dive right into that now. So enemy number one is self-doubt, okay? That is it. And we might not think we're having self-doubt. There might be things about ourselves that we're fine with. But the truth is we have to address these doubts about ourselves. We have to learn to love ourselves before we can be strong enough to not care about other people. So let's rewind what I just said. If we want to stop caring about what other people think, we don't deal with them first. We deal with us, okay? And that's where the inner work happens. Self-regard and the level at which we're affected by people's opinions, they're connected. We have to definitely address that first, okay? So this is the thing about self-doubt. Let's be really honest. We live in a world where everything is meant to look perfect. And I know you don't have to have me go into the Instagram spiel right now. You know all about that, right? But we all also know that perfection isn't real. We know it, and yet it bothers us, right? So everybody has their own issues. We have to keep reminding ourselves that I'm not the only one who like might have a little bit of a belly. I'm not the only one whose hair doesn't always look good every day. I'm not the only one who has money problems. I'm not the only, nobody's perfect, but everybody's posting their perfect life. 
right? And they're not posting their bad days, right? So when we see that, there's a pressure, and psychologists have noticed that depression has skyrocketed. Suicide has skyrocketed. So self-doubt is only exacerbated by this, all right? So let's just keep conscious about it and just remind ourselves perfection isn't real. The other thing I wanted to think about is snapping out of it. The only one who can snap us out of this whole problem, which is why I'm so proud that you're here today and I congratulate you on even addressing this issue, is you. It actually, don't don't wait for help to come. It's not coming. Don't wait for someone to come and help you resolve this issue for yourself. So the minute you realize that everybody's human and the minute I realize that everybody's human and you know that they are not perfect, then I can snap myself out of getting caught up into what people are thinking about me because they don't really know me, okay? We have to be comfortable in our own skin. And so, okay, so how do we actually do this? How do we crush this self-doubt, okay? Because obviously it's clearly a problem. So let's do it in three steps, shall we? Step one, let's realize that people that we look up to or they could be like that beauty blog that we follow or that Instagrammer or that YouTuber, that they have issues. Let's realize that they have issues that we are not seeing. Let's remind ourselves constantly about that. People that I look up to, that you look up to, may not be real. I had a particular girl, I remember, that she came to me for help about an issue she had with her father. And she had looked up to him. She was daddy's little girl. She had loved her father forever. But guess what? She found out later that he had cheated on her mom and he had a whole other family. And she had siblings that she had never even met. That was crushing. So you have to understand that that person was very important to her. She looked up to them. And so she put all her hope in, 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 in you know, people are not perfect. Even scholars, we're all human beings. We are not super human, subhanAllah. So one, realize that all those people out there in social media, and they're not all perfect. Everybody has something to work on, including us. Okay. The other thing is number two, step two, is we have to honestly stay conscious. This is the hardest one for women because we live in a go-go society. Everything is super fast. Do this, do that, do this. And we scroll all day on our phone. COVID played a really huge part in people's life because it forced them to finally face their own demons. People had to like go and be like, wow, I don't like being with myself or I don't like who I am. Or And then people actually, I heard a lot about this for non-Muslims, they start to even drink a lot because people don't want to handle what's really happening. We keep busy so we don't have to think. But the truth is that people do drugs, people do a lot of things. So we have to stay conscious because in that conscious state, we're going to find our solutions. A good, strong woman knows her imperfection and they're honestly just working on it. I'm working on mine. There's nothing perfect about me. Allah makes perfection, but I make mistakes, right? So alhamdulillah, at the end of the day, I'm working on mine. We're all working on ours, alhamdulillah. And lastly, trusting the qadr. Sometimes there's a lot of things that happen to us. We don't feel like life is fair. Like, why does she get to have the beautiful house? She's not even a good person. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I hear these comments all the time. You know, why um, Why does, why can't, why do my thighs have to be like this big? I exercise all the time. I was eating salad for like three days straight. Like, why am I not losing more weight? Like, whatever it is about us, we're always like, well, why does that person, why, why, why? This trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ultimate plan for whatever particular situation we have, a hard, difficult person we have to deal with in all their comments. Many people complain about in-laws. Many people complain about, you know, all types of things. A lot of people don't want to talk about this issue, but they want me to talk about this issue. It's one of the top 
requested, like I said, from you guys. So clearly we're all having trouble. And the trust of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the third key. So let's just go back and recap really quick. Realizing that nobody's perfect out there, we have to remind ourselves because it is so fake out there. Let's just be real. Let's be real about how fake it is, right? And the number two, we have to stay continuously mindful and conscious. That's why I called my entire company Mindful Muslimah because we have to get back our conscious state because we're all just floating and not getting to the depth of what's really going on. And number three, trust in the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what he has planned for us. Now, I do get that as nice as these things sound that I've helped you with, you're going to be like, um, self-doubt is still there. Help me out. I'm trying those things, but it's not working. Let me tell you why women try these things and then it doesn't, they don't feel the effects sometimes. The typical reason is they're not willing to actually do the work and do it consistently. So it sounds really nice to say, I don't care today. I'm going to ignore everybody on social media when they give me a bad comment or they don't like my picture. But at the same time, they don't realize that that doesn't happen like that. We have created thoughts in our mind about who we are negatively and what a ton of other things. And so these things don't happen like this. And people are not willing to pay attention and to deal with the skeletons in their closet. We have to honestly deal with our issues. And if we're not ready to delve in and fix the things that we don't like about ourselves so we can learn to love ourselves, we are not going to stop having the self-doubt and the, the, the self-esteem issues. So what else helps? Let's talk about what else can help. So if we crush the self-doubt, that's great. And by the way, for women who um, were like, hey, I love what you're talking about, but it's hard for me to catch it all. That's why in my emotions course, I have all the workbooks and the quizzes. We slow down. You have access to me. You can talk to me. You can, you know, um, create a consultation with me. And I work you through it. But in this master class, it's boom, boom, boom. I'm just trying to give you as much as I can. So don't worry. I get it. You might have more questions. Definitely put them in the chat. But also know that in the actual course, I do slow down and help women through those things. But for today, alhamdulillah, let's talk about what we can teach you about what to work on. So self-doubt, crushing it. Okay. What else helps? Let's talk about that. Well, knowing your life purpose. Huge. Because this is the thing. When you know your why, you don't get pressured by other things. For example, if I know why I wear hijab, when a woman starts cracking on me of why I'm wearing hijab and I don't like the way you look and you're ugly, why do you have to wear that, take that off, I have my why strong. I'm like, I know why I wear hijab. If she doesn't like it, I respect that and, you know, that's her opinion, but I feel just fine. However, if I don't know why I wear hijab and I'm actually like, yeah, maybe I don't need to wear it and I'm not sure... Those comments will totally hit me in a very different way. So knowing your why about everything, why I'm parenting the way I'm parenting, getting solid on it, you know, why I'm going to this university, why I chose that degree, even though my parents are like, only be a doctor, right? <laughs> so, you know, we have to think about being solid in our life purpose and knowing where we're going. But what if you don't know what your life purpose is? You're like, I don't know what it is. I think I know. I chose my university. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to tell you how you can figure it out. It's really simple. It's a three-step formula that I created. I actually did a podcast on it. I think the podcast was called How to Stop, um, oh, How to Figure Out What You're Meant to Do. And so three things that I tell women to look for to figure this out. One, I want you to think about when you are the happiest. For me, it's traveling. I'm a big travel person. I love travel. And for me, the other thing is, is I, actually, there's three. For me, I love to help people, which is like this stuff that I'm doing right now. And the other one is I love cooking because I feel like cooking is an expression of my love to other people. So if somebody asked me that question, I'd be like, oh, 
yeah, I love traveling the world because I love learning about new things and people. And like, I love growing. I'm a kind of person I love to grow. I love to, like, that's the same thing with cooking. I love to learn something new. So when are you happiest? When is the time where, think about it right now, you're just like, oh, I wish I could do more of that stuff, right? And also think about number two, what can't you stop talking about or reading about or watching videos on or learning about? Like, what are you just like so into that it doesn't even feel like learning? You just love to do it. You know, it could be anything. And three, this is also the really, really helpful one. What are people always saying you are amazing at or asking you for help with? Because the truth is, that's what happened to me, right? So I noticed that I, I had a, spent $250,000 to get an entire degree for education and administration and I'm training others and I'm like, that's not what I love. I love helping and working with Muslim women. And that's where I realized that that's where I belong. And women were constantly asking me, how do you do that with your schedule? How do you do that? So what is it with you? What are you an expert at? Even if you're not 100% expert, what are you pretty good at that people are constantly asking you for help with? Now, let me just put this one caveat here because I know somebody's going to think something and say, okay, what I'm not saying is to stop caring about everything. So your kids wake up in the morning and they're like, mommy, you never spend time with us. And you're like, I can't stop. I have to think about my you know, self-doubt right now. I think about my life's purpose. I mean, I am your mom, but I have other things. No. <laughs> Let me be really clear that there is a balance, right? So we're thinking about ourself. We're loving ourselves. That's what really self-doubt and self-esteem issues are. It's like loving what Allah gave us, right? And then we're knowing our purpose and his plan. But then we do have rights that we have to give to other people. So giving people their rights. Everybody's a shepherd of their sheep. We have to figure out where is it that I owe somebody their haq, their rights. Could be my husband, my spouse, my mother, whatever. So what I had to do was I had to sit there and learn what those rights were so that I can make sure I gave them to them. And then anything above that that people were making me feel bad about and guilting me for, that's where I had to kind of turn the switch off and be me. And I notice that a lot of girls get caught up on their parents and the pressures of their parents. And so you give your parents their rights, but you also create that boundary and that balance. Okay. So not dealing with these issues, guys, by the way, that I'm talking about really don't serve us. So try to make sure that we do that. So let's just look about fulfilling the rights of others just a tad closer, just to make sure we drive the point home. We are accountable, okay, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for whatever it is, our parents, our siblings, whatever. So let's constantly ask ourselves, as I'm doing me, okay, as I'm doing my thing, am I fulfilling the rights of others and have I, or have I given everyone their rights? Because that's really, at the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask us how we dealt with people. So when people are really mean to me and they give me horrible comments, every once in a while I'll get somebody like that because some women are just, I don't know, they're just in bad moods and they just take it out on other people. And even if I don't even personally know that person, sometimes they'll be snide with a comment really quick. I mean, mostly I have beautiful comments from all you guys, I'm not worried. But everybody once in a while has a family member who has to say something or just give you trouble. We all have the, that situation. So at the end of the day, just know that you got to like think about who you came from and, and, and if it's something that that you actually did or is it just something that is their emotion being pushed onto you and there is a slight difference right but I also want us to think about the fact that sometimes these comments are a gift they're an absolute gift right constructive criticism can sometimes be a gift how well now even though we want to ignore them all we should take a little bit of a look at them let's tell tell you what I mean by that so sometimes these things are a gift of truth Right? There could be an ounce of truth within something they're saying. Even if you're going to say, oh, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt, 
you know, from the horse's mouth, you know, look who's giving me a comment when they should be thinking about themselves. <laughs> no, we're not going to think like that. Because the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said that, you know, the person who cannot handle constructive criticism, that they, they could have an ego problem. Can you imagine? So we don't want to be the person who can't look and say, is there even 1% of truth in that comment she made? Okay, she was talking about my hijab. Yeah, I kind of was showing my neck. Okay, but she doesn't know me. Okay, but you kind of were showing your neck or I kind of was showing, and I'm, I'm just making it up, but you know what I mean? Like there could be like, oh, you know, your kids could be complaining, but maybe what they're saying is, is true. Mommy, you're not spending time with us. You're always not looking at us. You're looking at your phone. So I want us to think about these ounces of truth well, what are you looking at me for? You're supposed to be doing your homework. Like, but is there an ounce of truth in that in that comment that was made from whoever? And so from now on, when we're hearing these comments, what I want us to do is I want us to ask ourselves these two things. To shift, like kind of check ourselves and shift. Why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala present this comment to me right now? Right? I've had certain people, they go to a khutbah, they go to listen to the measure to a, to a speech. And then uh, the, the, the sheikh is talking about Adam when Allah created the world. And the person's like, oh, I know the story of Adam. I've heard it like a thousand times. And then that'll be the person that is not taking it properly, right? The person who is is saying, subhanAllah, I've heard the story of Adam many times, but why did Allah put me in this masjid at 3 p.m. or 1 p.m. on a Friday on this day in my life right now? To hear the lessons in this story. We have to understand why is Allah presenting us with certain people and their their stuff, you know? Let's, let's think of it as a lesson. And what did he need me to learn or benefit from it? And so lastly, I'm going to end right now with a really personal story. A really personal story. Like one where I gushed and cried in my car alone type of story. So I hope you enjoy, right? So no, I'm telling you because um, I want you to think really deeply about your legacy. If we don't get a hold on these things, what are we leaving behind, the benefits, and so forth. So I just, I just want to put a bit of, of, of importance on us figuring this stuff out. So I want to tell you a story for myself. There was an, a huge imam, a very, very big famous imam. I'm not going to say his name only because I don't want that to be the focus. And some people, they really get into all that. Um, but I will just say that I had learned a lot from him. I had spent hundreds of hours listening to his recordings. I had spent so much time, you know, taking his information. I have never met him personally, but I was re incredibly grateful for all that he gave me. But one day I got a phone call while I was in my car that he was, he was killed. And subhanAllah, when I tell you my bodily reaction, I like literally started to like get nauseous and I started to almost, let's say, sweat, right? And the funny thing is, I remember pulling over my car and pulling to the side, and I remember just bawling. Bawling like, it wasn't like a small little cry where I need a tissue. It was like, you know when your face almost gets swollen and red, like you're embarrassed to like turn and talk to anyone. Like you can't change your face. Like the, it, you, everybody knows you were crying, all the puffy eyes and all that stuff. I was in that kind of a cry for this particular imam. Now, mind you, I was saying, to, I sat in the car and I cried and I let it all out. And then I stopped myself and I was like, what am I doing? And I said to myself, my, my aunt had just died um, a couple or passed away a couple uh, days ago. And I don't remember crying like this. My grandfather, who I was very close with, he, just a couple years ago, he passed. I didn't cry like this. Why am I crying for someone? I have never even met them. I mean, I know I spend a lot of time listening to it, but I didn't even meet them. And I, I know my own family. And I sat there and I talked to Allah about it. And I came to this 
beautiful realization that I want you to understand. And then I later learned that the Prophet, peace be upon him, he made a mention of this. And that's what I'm going to show you now. SubhanAllah. Rasulullah he tells us that the most beloved of people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are those who are most beneficial to others. And so I'm going to go back here a second to the story because I want to bring that one in. But I want to tell you, I realized in that moment, the reason I was sad was because he was ripped from the earth and I could no longer learn from him. He wasn't going to make lessons anymore. He wasn't going to teach me anymore. I lost someone extremely beneficial to me in this dunya, subhanAllah. And when the other people had left me, I didn't feel like I was losing much. And you know, the last thing I'll tell you with this is the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said that, you know, do you wish to be like the people who when they leave this earth, the people are relieved from them? That one hit me hard. Like, when you die, maybe people will be like, thank goodness, now I don't have to deal with her nonsense. This really hit me hard. What, what kind of a mother, like, what are my children going to say about me? What are my, what is my, what would my husband say about me and the way I deal with him? What would my mother say? What would the community say? It was very powerful to me when I heard that. Would you want to be like the one who's, when they leave, people feel relieved from them? Or do you want to feel like the one who, when they were on the earth, people benefited from them and they, they felt a longing that like they were taking? I'm paraphrasing, yeah? SubhanAllah, that's exactly what I was experiencing. And I put two and two together. I was bawling because I was no longer going to benefit. Just goes to show you how amazing that person served other people in the dunya. So how are you leaving a legacy? How are you benefiting others? What legacy will you leave behind? This is what I want you to think about because it got me thinking. Like, how, why am I wasting my time on people and what they think? I have way more important things to focus on and I have some real purpose in this life and I have people who I'm accountable for and I'm getting all caught up in this other stuff. So as I close and I do q and I I want to tell you to reflect. Ask yourself, we need to ask ourselves, what legacy do I want to leave behind? What do I want to be remembered for? What don't I want to be remembered for? I would be there that I need to stop doing now. And what is honestly stopping me from changing and how can I address it, right? These are the things we need to be thinking about. And the next time somebody is judging you, let's just kind of like take it all and compact it and, and, and um, show you how you can put it into these two quick thoughts. Be confident about who you are and what you stand for because you've worked on the self-doubt. See, there might be some work you need to put in. And if, like I said, if you want to go in and do the emotions course, I'm here. I'll walk you through it. But right now, you know that that is the root cause, the self-doubt and the self-esteem. And so once you have that, that taken care of, you can be confident with who you are and what you stand for. And then with your purpose, with your life purpose, remember what really matters. That person's comments is just going to steal 10 minutes from my life when I could focus on doing something that's really important. And why should you not care finally? Why should you not care? Because those people that criticize you are not grading your test paper. When you go to die, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask you. So why don't we focus more on that? That sister on Instagram who left you the horrible comment and she wanted to troll on you for three days and, and comment on everything you did and tell people you're this and that and she's never even met you or somebody on Snapchat or somebody out of that on TikTok. You know, like, why do we care? They're not going to be talking to us when we pass into the next life. SubhanAllah. So no matter who you are, this doesn't matter. And 
So let's put our focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let's live for him. We're going to ignore that stuff because it's just a waste of space and time in our life and refocus ourselves on what's important. And then once we have connected back with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're going to be focusing on us. Let's do that self-work. A lot of women, they don't realize that like, you know, COVID did a lot for people. It didn't let people focus on their issues. Let's go back now. Take time. Let's realize Okay, I have some things that I'm pushing down, I'm shoving down. If they don't, if you don't fix them now, they carry on. They carry on when you're older. If you guys are not married yet, they carry on into your marriage, cause you problems. They carry into your motherhood and your parenting. They carry, carry, carry. So let's do them. Once you get to grips with those and you fix those, you get at peace, sisters. You get at peace. And that's the work that I did. I did that self-work. I did it through journaling. I did it through talking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, counseling with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the deep night, in the prayers, in the da'as, just really writing out my thoughts a lot. But just taking that time and when you don't care anymore, it is life-changing. Life-changing. Not worrying life-changing, complete freedom. So it's totally possible for anyone. I encourage you all. Inshallah we're going to do some Q&A right now. I'm just looking in the chat and I'm going to take some questions from the different sisters. Okay, so one sister is asking me, what about, um, subhanAllah, in-laws? They have an in-law that is constantly commenting on them all the time. So I will tell you about something with in-laws. So every family has grown up differently. You're going to go into another person's family and they're just going to give you tons of opinion. I remember when I was in the masjid and subhanAllah, I was um, had a new baby and I was so excited and I brought the baby in the masjid and one woman runs up and she's like, why aren't you swaddling him tighter? Wrap him up, wrap him up. He was just coming out of the womb. He needs to be like this. Then literally another woman came from the other side of the masjid and was like, why are you wrapping him so tight? The poor kid needs to breathe. Loosen him up. Loosen him up. And I'm watching there like as like it's like a tennis match as they're fighting. And I had the same thing when I went to different families' houses of my in-laws and then my own parents. Everybody has their two cents. So you know what you're going to need to do? You need to go and learn where their rights are as an in-law. And then you're going to give them those rights. And then after that, you're going to say, Jazakallah khair. Thank you so much. And then you're just going to do what you got to do. Might they talk about you? Yes. But guess what? If they're the type of person that will talk about you, they're going to talk about you anyway. Even if you follow what they said, they're still going to find something wrong with it. Well, I told her what to do and she thought she said what I did, but she didn't do a good enough job. If they're that type of person, they're always going to talk. They're always going to talk. So don't worry. Really, honestly, we're just you're just killing ourselves worrying. Another sister is asking here, what about your weight? Totally get that, guys. What about if it's your weight and you just can't get over it? See, this is the thing. The reason people's um, comments sting about us is because we believe them. There is a, an ounce of us that sometimes it's like, yeah, I, I am stupid. Yeah, I am fat. I am whatever. So I told you there goes that self-doubt. So do that work on the self-doubt and the self-esteem. If you honestly feel bad about your weight, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help you and get into a program. Actually do something, sis. Like go in and actually work on it. And if you can't do it alone and you're struggling, um, you have to have a partner. Like let me tell you for me, when I reach a certain age, you don't lose weight the same way you used to. Just letting you know. When you're 20 and you think you lose weight really fast, good for you. But the older you get and then you start to have kids, it is not the same. So my husband and I are tag team. We help one another and we try to, um, you know, always just remind each other to, um, to, to go to the gym or we work out together, have a partner, have somebody to push you, have that accountability. But just work on it. Just work on it. And you don't owe anybody anything. You don't owe anybody an explanation, a response to those types of negative comments that they make. You just say, Alhamdulillah, SubhanAllah, 
make dua for them. And I have a, a quick secret as we end. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, um, if you make dua for somebody, especially someone that you're not so happy with, they were mean to you, and you say, Ya Allah, give them Jannah, the angels will say, and the same to you. Isn't that lovely? So in the end, you don't really lose. So what is it to be kind to other people? Alhamdulillah, subhanAllah.